Kelly. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. That is right. First of all, we have a winner. We have a winner. You we mean a, a, a bingo a, winner? A bingo winner and a Yusho winner. <laughs> Let me just say, today we're going over days 11 through 15 of the January Basho. We're going to tell you highlights from each day. It was a great you show all the way around. Very exciting. But first, let's tell you who won bingo. Cue that sweet bingo music. Ladies and gentlemen, what we thought was impossible turned out to be possible. I mean, of all the 180 or how many of our cards we gave out, everyone in the very beginning was like, I don't know how I'm going to win this. This seems impossible. Half of the guys on my on my bingo are Kyujo. But anyway, Toby, all the way over in Germany, managed to do it. And he did it on day 13. Well so, done, Toby. Congratulations. He's uh, on Twitter at Hakioi underscore sumo. And uh, he uh, he runs Hakioi Sumo News and Stats. So he had a beaut of a bingo straight across with Akisayama, Hoshoryu, Takarafuji, Asanogama, and Kotonowaka. So we always like to do a little feature on our winners. And this time, we actually only had one because I learned how to work Twitter. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I still don't know how to work Twitter. Like, I would get really confused with all the mentions and the tags. I'm like, it's still like, there's just not enough pictures for me to really, truly be engaged on Twitter. But anyway, I figured it out. So here's a little bit about Toby. All right. So Toby said, um, we always like to ask people how they got into sumo. And he said, I was a kind of disobedient child around the age of maybe 10 or so. I wasn't allowed to watch TV after 8 p.m. And at some point, I wanted to know what it was that I shouldn't see after 8 p.m. I get it. I get yeah. it. So he he sneaked to the TV and he zapped around is what he said. And there it was, two huge guys who were clashing into each other. And he just sat there like eyes all sparkling like, like in the anime. You yeah. know, the little eyes yep. sparkle. He said that was the moment that he began to fall in love with sumo. And he said, of course, some day German TV didn't show sumo anymore. And the internet streaming wasn't really a thing. So at least at his house, it wasn't always on. But he's also said that disobedient bratty behavior got him a jar of jam. Take that, mom. <laughs> Take he that. Said. His favorite wrestler is Indo. There's no doubt about that, he nice. says. But I also like Shohozan and Fujiazuma very much. He even has a favorite Kimari Te, which, which is Suso Harai. Which is? A rear foot sweep. A rear foot sweep? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, like you're tripping someone from behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, thank you, by the way, Toby, for playing. Your jam is on the way this week. That's and right. And we thank you guys all for playing bingo. This time we had so many people playing and it was really, really fun for us to engage with, you know, people who in the sumo fan world and playing bingo is one of the main ways we connect up with people and we just love it. And you guys should know that Tachi Eye Blog is now throwing cookies into this mix. That's right. They have offered cookies to the winner. So <laughs> cookies, I believe, are going over to Germany too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what we got ourselves into. I know. Like, we're, we're shipping stuff all over the world it's now. It's fabulous. But, uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for some jam and some cookies. That's right. And thank you, Tachi Eye Blog, again for continuing this tradition of bingo with us. We absolutely love it. Do you have any news before we jump into day 11? I sure do, but okay. first I have to say, news flash. A 
Okay, last week we really didn't talk about it, but this is kind of last week's news. Let's have a concussion discussion, shall we? Yeah. So if anyone saw the really horrible Makushita match where one of the wrestlers, Shonan Naomi, he basically knocked himself out hard by head bonking upon Tachiai with, um, I can't remember who he was wrestling against. Anyway. He didn't knock himself out flat, but he no. was obviously very disoriented yeah, and he, unbalanced. I couldn't watch the whole clip. It's I couldn't so either. hard to watch. Yeah. I, he couldn't stand up. Yep. I mean, it was just like, oh my God. It was just like watching like a fish out of water just flop around and just be like, somebody help him. It was really painful. Maybe that's why we didn't talk about it last week is that I kind of didn't want to talk about it because I just couldn't believe the sport I love would kind of let this thing happen. Well, and it was in a lower level and we focus on the upper level at currently. Yeah, but I definitely did see it. Now, at the time when it happened, they had a mono E and they asked him, the wrestler, if he could continue. And once he got himself up, he said, no, I would like to continue. He said yes. And they eventually did fight again. And he actually, I think, won the match. But it was a very, very bad judgment call. Well, and the guy that was fighting him looked really uncomfortable. Wouldn't you be? Well, yeah, yeah, he's fighting with someone who's obviously disoriented. And so he, you could see how uncomfortable he was. And let's just say there was a lot of blowback from this. Yeah. uh, Even allowing him to continue on. I mean, all the audience saw this and was like, oh, my God, this is horrific to watch. He could barely stand. And he did get checked out at the hospital afterwards, and he was given a clean bill of health. But the judges will be meeting uh, this week, maybe today, to give new rules around this should it happen in the future again. So forthcoming, we will keep you updated on that. But these guys bonk heads all the time. So who knows on a day-to-day basis how often this may perhaps happen, just not in front of cameras. But yeah, I mean, we've had discussions about football here. It's Mm -hmm. like rugby. It's like all these contact sports. And like, when are sports organizations going to own up to the fact that this creates long-term damage in the brain? So I'm glad that they're finally getting around to having some rules about it. But you know, it's like sitting on your hands for way too long about that. There should have been a rule in place that said if someone is clearly concussed, then they don't fight. I thought it was really odd how many times the commentators would say things like, this is the first time this has ever happened. And I don't think it is. No, it's not. Um, I think there's a there's video, there's record of it happening in the past. Yeah. I guess all I can say is I'm glad they're having this discussion. It is about time. I would like to see these guys healthy. They're talking about delaying fights until later in the day if that happens, which is a great first step. Right. But you could delay it more than 24 hours if need be. Like, right. Get, Until he gets checked out by medical yeah, professionals to say. Yeah, doctor to check the guy out, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's a couple days off. I don't yeah. know. But there was literally no help in the moment. They were just like, oh. Uh, okay, great. Uh, let's just again. watch this poor guy try to stand up. But anyway, so that was our concussion discussion. We hope we'll have more rules surrounding that topic in the future. Yeah, we're all for it. Okay, so some more people at the Kokonoe stable have been infected with coronavirus. Now, this is the same stable that all the Chio wrestlers come from, but it was stated that the Oyakata, formerly Chio Taikai, if you know his name, they were hospitalized. So it seems like a bad outbreak that just kind of kept going and kept going. And I hope they're all okay, but we'll keep you guys updated. But oof, I hope that they have a better standard to keep everyone safe because as this new variant gets to be more and more prevalent, what's that going to be like between now and March? when things are expected to get even worse. So this is all great news, I isn't know. It? Should we go to Sumo? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Sumo. 
last we left off. Daesha was in the lead, Shodai was in second place, third place Asadayama, Meisei, and Ichinojo were tied. So a few highlights from day 11. Hoshoryu Hankat against <laughs> Kiribayama. He truly is one of the best hankers around. Hey, can Hanka be a verb? Can, uh, to hanka around? To, uh, hanka, to be a hankerer? Hankerer? I don't it, know, it, but he's a pro. I'm using it that way. He's a pro. <laughs> this was the first day of the Hanka. I was a little disappointed. I'm usually not that disappointed by Hankas. Like, I think they're legal and they're fine. But I really wanted to see these guys fight. Because they're both from Mongolia. I wanted. I don't think they had ever met before. Yeah. I really wanted to see what was going to happen. There's so, two camps in this. There's people who were like, nope, it's legal. Bring it on. And then there's the rest of us who are like, but it's just it's just not honorable to no, meet matches but like see, this I've all been the in, time. I've been in the first camp forever. I've been like, eh, whatever. But this was the first time where I felt like I was robbed. <laughs> I know. I wrote I really Bad wanted. Juju for Hoshoryu, uh, meeting for the first time with a fellow Mongolian and pulling a Henka. And, well, I, I don't think less of him, but I just was disappointed. I was disappointed. And also, I was thinking, he what, isn't his blood type O? <laughs> I don't remember. I'd have I to know look it up was a chart. weird one because we were like, uh. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> and I wrote, I think he's showing his blood type today. <laughs> Midori Fuji used that kataskachi again on Tokushoryu. <laughs> and he used it perfectly. I should have titled Day 11, I Would Be So Lost Without Slow-Mo Day. <laughs> because <laughs> slow-mo was so necessary for my eyes on Day 11. And one of those moments was... Midori Fuji, who used that kataskachi again on Tokushoryu. Kataskachi. But somebody else said that Raja also pronounces yes. it like you do. They, I've used it. I've used it. I've heard it both ways. So I've been listening to that yes. for the entire rest of the Basho from the commentators, and I've heard it pronounced both ways. So I think you're just going to have to learn to live with my kataskachi. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Otherwise, you are going to be correcting it every single time I say it. I don't know which is correct. So until I know for sure, it's going to be kataskachi. <laughs> Anyway, Midori Fuji put his right hand under, who is he fighting? Tokushoryu. Under <laughs> Tokushoryu's armpit or shoulder, he stepped to the side and he pulled with a plum. It was gorgeous. And it was, I have come to figure out if there's ever a moment where I'm like, whoa, what just happened? That was so fast. And it was out of my view. It's a kataskachi. Yes. Because... It's just super fast and it's it's usually, well, you know, it's happening between the men so we can't see it very well. So Midori Fuji did it beautifully on day 11. Kota Shoho was still in the midst of his losing loss yeah, poor on pumpkin. day 11. Pumpkin lost again. He lost to Toby Zaru <laughs> in a very exciting match this time. However, it left Kota Shoho matrixing at the edge. I know. I slowed that down. It was because gorgeous. I was amazed at his back flexibility. It was beautiful. Beautiful. And also Keanu his would face. have been thrilled. Keanu would have been very impressed. Yes, we should send him a copy of it. <laughs> Except that Kota Shoho could not hang on and he went over the edge. Did not successfully matrix there that time. So that took him to 0-11. Brutal. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to skip to the end because we need time to explain this last one. Well, I was going to just say... Yeah. 
just the Ono Show Daie Show, the plot thickens on day 11 because that was the one oh, day. Yes, I skipped that one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ono Show versus Daie Show. Daie Show charged like electricity. <laughs> And Onosho really looked like he was going to lose here. But Onosho simply sidestepped at the edge. Daesho could not stop all that pulsing electricity. And that was Daesho's surprise second loss. Yes. And Daesho was kind of, he had a smirk at the end of it because he knew it was, he knew it was like, a mistake. He, yeah, yeah. So at that point, Daesho knew, oh, I might have just lost my lead. Yep. Okay. Now let's skip to Shodai. Shodai versus Okino Umi, who has been so important these last few days yeah. of yeah. the Basho. His fights have been really exciting. Talk about a tough schedule. Yeah. That guy. I know. He's Maegashira 5. <sighs> so going in on this, this fight on day 11, they met in a tachiai. Shodai moved Okino Umi back. Okino Umi spun at the edge and it looked like Shodai went out first. The judge said, oh, Okino Umi won, but there was a Manawi. Right. Okay? Which I didn't agree with in the slow-mo. I, I don't know. I, I happen to agree with Gyoji, but I thought they favored Shodai. They were just like, let's give this kid. Well, <laughs> uh, so this ki- we like this kid. Let's show him a bone. So it looked like favoritism. Let me to just me. explain the way it looked. First, okay? So basically, Shodai's body was completely horizontal off the ground. Okino Umi spun him and was trying to step out of the way. So Shodai's body was completely horizontal to the ground, what everyone has been calling the dead body position. So he's flying through the air like that Okino Umi on the edge. And Okino Umi, basically, his foot and leg started to go out at the same time. So they're both obviously out of the ring. And the question is, the question is, who? Who, is, who went out first. Right, but like Shodai had an unrecoverable position. That was the thing. So this was a long monoe. The judges talked for a very, yeah. very long time. And we watched so many replays of this from so many angles. There was lots and lots of discussion. Eventually, they decided it was a tie. That's right. That's what the judges decided. And people all over the world were like, so Shodai got, he got thrown quite a bone. He did. There. Okay. But we got a two for one. But you know what? When I watched it originally, I was like, oh yeah, Okinomi won. So I wasn't feeling robbed at this point. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, that was close. Okay, give him another shot. I like Shodai. That was my thought. Okay. Right. So in the rematch... Shodai immediately pulled Okinoumi to the edge and tried to twist him out with his left arm. Okinoumi resisted valiantly and went chest to chest, moving Shodai back and crushed him over the edge. And again, I thought, Okinoumi, clear winner. Clear. Absolutely clear winner. <laughs> but there was another Manawi called, okay? We watched slow-mo from three different camera angles. And in two of them, it looked like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okinoumi won. Clear as day. But the last camera angle they showed on this slow-mo, you could see wh- Okinoumi's one big toe just hit the sand outside <laughs> the ring before Shodai hit the dirt. So they reversed it. The I know. just reversed it. It was the day that like the Okinoumi was like, man, I wish I never had those long toes. <laughs> long toes. <laughs> Shodai got so lucky here twice. He got so lucky. And I'm such a fan of Okinoumi. I love Shodai too, but I was like, 
there is something off. Like they either just don't like Okinaumi, but like why you would throw Shodai that many bones, I don't know. All I have to say is those judges are fabulous because if well, they're I was all sitting, like ex, you know, Sekiwaki and you know Yokozunas and Ozekis, they know what they're looking of at. Of course, but if it was me ringside, it would have been like Okinaumi, clearly, clearly. <laughs> I will fight till I am dead. It's Okinaumi. And they would have been like, would you just use your eyeballs and look at this slow-mo? You have to look through this camera. It was just such an amazing I don't know why thing. you're not a sideline judge. I don't know why either, because clearly I would be the worst at it. <laughs> you would be the most enthusiastic. I really would be. <laughs> Can I but just... Especially for Hakahala. I'd be like, Oh, yeah. No! They'd be like, hi, you're a judge. You need to chill out. You need to rein that in. You're a little partial here. Can I talk about this match like what was happening before this match like the fight before no. or their lead-in no the lead-in well i do i don't know how you missed it kudos to the cameraman from the nhk who kept the camera rolling on shodai who was clearly picking his zits in the hanam oh the Hanum- i was not going to we've all been there but i just couldn't believe that like the camera guy was like no, we're going to stay on this long shot of Shodai trying to figure out this pimple on his cheek right before he goes out. I was nervous and was, you know, like, oh, there's this weird thing here. I, I did notice that. And I then felt I chose so bad for him. to talk about it. I felt so bad for him. And it just made me think of all the times I've been in the car and I've like picked my nose and just been like, oh my God, like the world <laughs> saw, saw that. Me. Like all the things we do in hiding versus, and then he had no idea that the whole world in his like brain that was kind of probably trying to block out all the noise and then his just like normal like face picking thing thing was like picked up for a solid minute and a half <laughs> and everyone else completely ignored it except for leslie well who was yes. like we're gonna talk about this i mean wasn't it newsworthy to be like why aren't we like on some other like wrestling match or why aren't we watching something else other than poor shodai just trying to investigate his face but anyway that brings me to day 12 so at day 12 daya shown shodai now share the lead and Sanayama and Meisei are trailing in second place because Ichinojo lost. I should have said that on day 11. Ichinojo's not had a bad tournament. No, he's had a pretty good one. He has. All right. Let's talk about Midori Fuji versus Aoyama. Well, the Katasukachi wins again. <laughs> <laughs> the Katasukachi. You mean the Katasukachi? It is not Katasukachi. It is Katasukachi. Okay, the Katasukachi wins. Y'all, we get along great. We do, but... It was a really feisty Aoyama who slaps away at a really annoying and quick Midori Fuji after the Tachiai. Midori Fuji is constant with his attempt to get under Aoyama's pits for his signature move. And Aoyama does this really quick slap sequence that is really strong and powerful and the crowd friggin' loves it. It's kind of like, uh, this was kind of like angering the sleeping giant, you know, until Midori Fuji seems like he's being pummeled enough and Aoyama has clearly the advantage at this point but just then just then midori fuji pulls his favorite katasukashi on aoyama what, what move the katasukashi you mean the katasukashi it is not the katasukashi. <laughs> anyway aoyama <laughs> then quickly <laughs> quickly he gets his left hand inside under the pits of aoyama and he swings him down it's an under shoulder swing down and it was lovely kudos to midori fuji because he used this technique like five days in a row and i just kept thinking guys like defend yourself like you know it's coming like but apparently it's just really he's hard. really fast he's really fast he just gets in there and once he gets his little tiny hand in there and he yep. yanks you down 
no matter who you are, you're tumbling to the dirt. He learned it from a Yokozuna. He did, who was a technician, yep. as they told us 72 times during this tournament. <laughs> anyway, Hoshoryu versus Miyoguru. Again, crowd does not like it. <laughs> well... Yeah, and because it was the second day in a row. Yes, uh, well, and he was trying to, he's trying, oh. he had. He hankered. He hankered, and he was trying to get his numbers up, and Hoshoryu does, like, another slip to the side at the Tachiai with Myoguru, and again, it's legal, it's hanka-ish in nature, but it's not honorable, in my opinion, as much as it <laughs> does get him the win. Although he, someone told us on social media, they were like, because it was two days in a row, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, kind of like the audacity, right? Know, it's yeah. really kind of... Again, shows his blood type. He sneaks around, though, on the backside of Myoguru, and he kind of escorts Myoguru out. And I say, fight or get out of the top division, I say. I liked the look on Myoguru's face, like, Tah. I know. And I, I love, maybe it's partly just because I adore Myoguru so much. And I think Hoshoryu, he showed later, like, he's better than that kind of sumo. <laughs> and it just... Uh, and it actually pissed off his uncle that day. Wasn't yeah, that the day that Asashori was like, I need to make a visit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, then, you need to pay attention was, to your uncle. And you that was the last Hanka of the Basho, yeah. too. I think that's all it took for him to go, oh, my uncle's going to come? Okay, I will not Hanka again. Yeah. I mean, if they all did that, we'd be watching really boring-ass sumo. So it's like, meet your sumo, Hoshoryu. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about... Kota Shoho. Yes, please. Versus Tokushoryu. This was fun. Not only did baby brother Sumo actually get his first win of the tournament in this match. I'll spoil it right now. It was just a weird, crazy throw that Tokushoryu tried, though, that really is like what stuck out in my mind. Okay, so somehow Tokushoryu... Forget the beginning of the match. All we want to talk about is what happened at the end, where Tokushoryu had Kotoshoho behind him, and he had both of his hands wrapped around, I guess, one arm mm-hmm. of Kotoshoho, who's almost like piggyback behind him, right? Yeah. Like, he's trying to flop over like an enormous tuna down on a table. That's like what my mind saw. It was kind of like Tokushoryu had this idea of like, I'm going to flip this 400 pound man directly from behind me over my shoulder and down onto a table. Yep. Like, boom. And I just kept thinking like, how does that ever work? Like, well, it didn't. That's the problem. Clearly didn't. And it like, it was clearly demonstrated. I think you would have to be a really big guy throwing a much lighter guy. And maybe Tokushoryu was like, I'm a big boy. I can throw this larger boy over my shoulder and down like a slab of meat. Anyway, it's called an eponzioi. It's a one-arm shoulder throw, but it clearly didn't work. But you know what? I like to see someone try some rare kimarite. Absolutely. And even though he lost, I like that Tokushoryu tried and... It finally got Koto Shoho his win, but it was like, <laughs> it was like uh, an accidental win. Uh, yeah. Okay. Koto Shoho was relieved because it took him to one and 11. God, I wanted to hold him. <laughs> this tournament. This I just festival. wanted to hold him. Yeah. Like a tiny baby and be like, it's all going to be okay. All right. Let's talk about Meisei versus Daesho. Great. Oh, man. This is another one. The slow-mo video is the only thing, though, that really showed the voodoo that Daesho pulled off in this one match. For most of the match, Meisei had Daesho's number. Daesho tried a pull-down up top. It 
didn't work. Maysay was intent on getting the inside grip in his second advance. Look, he couldn't get it at this point. So Daesho does this like thrusting sequence, but Maysay stepped to the side and he actually stopped it. Daesho goes falling forward, but somehow manages to stay on his feet. Maysay thrusts again and then quickly Kind of like a cat, he jumps around to the side of Daesho and grabs a deep grip on the T-bar, that's what I call the T-bar of Daesho's Mowashi with his right hand. Now Meisei is in control and walks an awkward, a very awkward sideways Daesho back to the ring edge, now having the deep right grip and gaining the left outside at this point. So Daesho is kind of defenseless until, until Daesho wiggles out and ducks under, and there's a quick shimmy side step to uh, to the side of Meisei, and Meisei goes tumbling forward and out. Still, Meisei should have won, but Daesho walked like a cat on top of the Tawada to keep from going out. It was a gymnastic, incredible gymnastic feat to watch his feet dance on the Tawada to stay in. Yeah, he did like a 270 degree backwards turn where one of his feet went out of the ring and then circled back and stepped directly onto the Tawada. It was beautiful, but I could not figure out why no one was talking about the hair pull. Oh, yeah, it did seem, um, it did seem... He definitely pulled his hair as he But it looked accidental to me. It was, for me, it was one of those moments where I was like, everyone's looking at their feet. Like, it's real close on their feet, but he's, he's got a hold of his hair and he's pulling... Don't touch the hair. He's pulling Maysay's head like towards him it was really awkward and he's definitely pulled on the hair but no one talked about it so it was just one of the sumo moments where i thought well obviously again i guess my eyes are wrong like my or ring they eyes or they just didn't see it because they were looking at feet instead or they just thought it doesn't matter it is accidental i don't know what happened there but the fortunes of sumo do not always make sense to me, and I just go along for the ride, and I had to appreciate this Daesha win, even though it's very confused by it. Yes. All right. Last match of the day, Asanoyama versus Terunofuji. I just love to watch these guys battle it out. And especially because it's an Ozeki versus uh, Oseki Waki, uh, former Ozeki. Yes. And Terunofuji is going for his kachikoshi. Yes. <sighs> All right. We had a big tachiai. Asanoyama starts his, like, you know, he, like, does this shark thrust thrusting thrust shark thrashing <laughs> shark thrashing shark thrashing that's the word i meant to say shark thrashing you know you see those hammerheads in the no. water and they're like their heads are all like you know like a fish on a line anyway that's what like i his see whole body yes yes he's trying to wiggle off the fishing line if you ever watch asanoyama he's like a big old friggin fish when on he a gets line caught when he gets caught and okay. he thrashes away anyway let me start over. I like uh, this fishing terminology. Maybe you'll see it next yeah. time you watch. Okay, so he starts a thrashing, and Terunofuji quickly gets his right arm inside and is trying to stay really close to Asanoyama. Asanoyama gets a strong right inside grip of Terunofuji, but in all of this thrashing about by Asanoyama, Terunofuji also gets the right hand outside grip. So Asanoyama cannot easily wig out, wig out. Well, <laughs> well he true. could. He could. He could wig out. Wiggle out of Terunofuji's death grip now. He's got his big old, he's got his big hand 
secure grip now. And Teda no Fuji lifts up on Asanoyama's belt lightly, and it works. It, it gets Asanoyama up too high now, and with no way to defend himself, he is walked back and out. Also, the exact same flight pattern as Shodai in the match before, with getting the grip and just walking them back and out. That's what uh, Shodai did with Ryujin in the match before. Ah, got it. So that's all that I have to say about day 12. So Teda Fuji walked away with that one. He got his kachikoshi... And so at the end of day 12, Shodai and Daesho are still top. Well, they're tied for first because Daesho lost, Shodai Got won, lucky. then they both won. Yeah. So much luck going around. Day 13. Lots of kachikoshis this day. Akiseyama got his kachikoshi on day oh, 13. Oh, I mean, this Yutaka is the story Yama. of the, the Basho. I know, even though the commentators said, and I quote, he has a withering body, I know. but the heart of a warrior. <laughs> I know. I The way they talk about some of these guys is just painful for anyone over the age of 40. But I have to say, when I do look at him, I'm like, that's where I'm headed. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, I sometimes go, maybe the back half of my body looks like that. <laughs> I don't know. I was just so happy for him. He Ross is so Mahara happy. was happy for him. Oh, he's, my God. He's over thrilled. the moon. I think we all just love this guy. We're like, he did it. Yeah. He, maybe he did it. It couldn't have happened to a nicer man. And it made it even better that in the interviews, he was saying things like, I'm overwhelmed with joy. I'm, I just, he I wanted wanna, to cry. Yeah, I want to cry. <sighs> yeah. So that was thrilling from day 13. Uh, Midori Fuji got his kachikoshi against Miyogidu, which was exciting. And I'm sure he loved it. Tobizaru versus Takara Fuji. This was a long, very strange bout. Or maybe I should say it was an isometric match for the ages. Because all we could see from the outside was a few holding of wrists, some hand flips, like foreheads pushing against each other, Toby Zaru pushing a little bit, but never moving the tower of Takara Fuji. And it lasted for a long, long, long time where we were wondering what the heck is happening in this really odd bout. And in the end, it took a single push from dad, Takara Fuji, to put Tobizaru in the second row. And he got up like he was completely exhausted, yeah. leaving the rest of us to wonder, wow, isometric muscle movement is really tiring, I guess. I guess. I would not want to be in the middle of that match. I would clearly not win. <laughs> so Takara Fuji, Takara Fuji got his kachikoshi in that match as well. Yep. Terra no Fuji used his long arms to squeeze in on Endo's arms and move him back and out of the ring with an oshidashi. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Asanayama pulled a gorgeous uwatanage against Okinoumi that made my heart flutter. It was I know. beautiful. I know. I hate that Okinoumi keeps getting beat up on because he's so good, but well, and I he's think been some of, he's been in some of the best matches this this time around. What makes his matches so good is that he puts up such a beautiful fight. Right, right. It, they're not over quickly. Like you can tell, they're he gets evenly the best matched. out of the wrestler that he's yeah, wrestling with. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, he he demands the best of the wrestler yeah. that's in front of him. Yes. 
But again, it's the last bout of the day that is super exciting and yeah. calls for the best slow-mo of the day. And again, it's Shodai. Oh, sneaky foot Shodai. This time, Shodai against Taka No Show on day 13. Two very evenly matched men. I like to watch these two. Me too. This match looked very straightforward. There was a tachi eye. Shodai tried to push Takanosho's chest up, but he really couldn't do it. So he reversed and he pulled, thinking that he had a lot of room behind him in the ring. And Takanosho pushed super hard and Takanosho went, he basically went down to the clay as he pushed and as Shodai went out. And the judge first pointed his fan at Takanosho and then quickly changed his mind and then pointed it <laughs> I know, at he did like a, a rond de jambe yeah, on his, like, his like, arm. He was like, oh, I'm just kidding this, this, mir- oh, yeah. this other way. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew there had to be a mono e because the judges were like, oh, oops. Ooh, okay, we got to talk about this one, I guess. But the, the slow-mo was very clear that yes, Takanosho's arm went down just before Shodai stepped out of the ring. It was super close. It was actually razor close. Yeah. So Shodai came out with a win yet again under these really like tight circumstances. It's just making it so exciting at the end of these days. That's so true. All right. Shall we talk about day 14, the most exciting day of sumo the entire tournament personally? Yes, it was a very, very exciting day of sumo, mostly because the matches were long. Yeah. Yeah. First off, I want to talk about Midori Fuji again versus Kiribayama. Great. Now, this is one of the most fun matches to watch and filled with suspense. (laughs) As Hiro said, this match required you to BYOJ, bring your own juice, which again... I love Hiro because he consistently says things that nobody else really says. Mm-hmm. And I just love him. That are bizarre. That are bizarre. And memorable. And they're kind of like Americanisms and like... But they're or, not really? They're not. <laughs> but, but, although, and that's all she wrote is... Yes. Uh, bring your own juice. Bring, B-Y-O-J. It's it shows his creativity. Him. But anyway, what was stunning about this match was that the timing was so incredible. This match went on for two minutes and 16 seconds. Now that is actually without the extra time for the mawashi tie yeah and we all got a lesson in just how difficult it is to tie a mawashi in front of an audience in the middle of a match mm-hmm. and i don't think the gyoji <laughs> did a good job because it came undone immediately afterwards but yeah. anyway as hero said in this moment of mawashi tying he said it would not be a pretty sight if kiribayama's mawashi fell off but i actually I disagree. disagree wholeheartedly <laughs> we both do we i don't know if that just shows our perverted side or our attraction no. to kiribayama but yeah. these are the things that we're like this is unusual what happens? Anyway, these guys duked it out. Kiribayama fended off Midori Fuji, who had gotten Kiribayama into a number of awkward stances to throw his favorite, Katsukashi. Kiribayama spent like most of this match in awkward side positions, kind of muscling back against Midori Fuji's intent on getting inside. And th- this is like, they had gone on forever and then they did the Mawashi tie exhausted in front of millions and then they went back in. And right after that, Kiribayama stayed focused and was not going to let this, also let his balls appear in front of thousands and millions of people. He beautifully advanced on Midori Fuji, who had clearly run out of gas at this point and pushed him out of the ring by the chest. So Midori Fuji 
did have some like almost I gotcha moments. And he was on the offense mostly, but Kiribama advanced on a very exhausted Midori Fuji. Yeah, so Kiribayama had the most juice, and we did not see his juice. <laughs> Just, even though we were like, let us see the juice. Yeah, we kind of want to see oh, the juice. Oh, we're perverts. No, we're just normal single people. and go quarantine. <laughs> Maybe. We're just hoping for a Mawashi reveal. All right. Let's talk about, oh, man, this match. Tochinoshin versus Akitsuyama. Mm. This was just the best match. I know. Akitsuyama is, uh, he's not on fire. He's on fuego. Okay. We had a big tachiai and they get in close. He friggin' crushes Tochinoshin. Yeah. And I am here for every second of it. It's quick. It's easy. It's a simple Yori Kitty. And it's as simple as Akisayama gets the right hand in, left hand under the pits, and raises up Tochinoshin's center of gravity and then charges him out. And I kind of thought in this moment, I want him to retire just because <laughs> at 35, he the man says, he's like, I'm just so tired and exhausted. Yep. He's had an incredible career. He got his kachikoshi. He's going out like defeating Tochinoshin in the way that Tochinoshin typically defeats other people. I just wanted him to just throw in the towel after this match and be like, I'm done. I did it. <laughs> this uh, this win took him to 9-5. Yeah. 9-5 was his record. What a way to make a living. Dolly Parton would be proud. Oh, God, there's so much more to talk about. I Do know. I talk about Kota Shoho versus Tedetsuyoshi? Yes, uh, you have, or I will because You talk this about is, it because I have just so much to say. This is one of my three favorite matches of the entire day. Okay. It was so beautiful. Kota Shoho versus Tedetsuyoshi. It was, it was another really long match. Tedetsuyoshi is a very little guy. So he tried to go in and under, and he was pushing really hard. And then he pulled. Teretsuyoshi tried a twist down. Nothing was really working on Kotoshoho. Then he got a double inside grip. Teretsuyoshi tried to pick up Kotoshoho. Kotoshoho is pretty tall. Yeah, that doesn't work. So it got him up onto his toes. And then Kotoshoho said, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to pick up Teretsuyoshi. And he did that. And he carried him over to the edge of the ring. And then he set him down right at the edge of the ring. But he was still inside. Teretsuyoshi put his toes down. He might have even been on the Tawada. And then he bent his knees and he flipped Kotoshoho up and over his back out of the ring Kotoshoho, poor guy, went to 1 and 13. Oh, God. But Teretsuyoshi, it was called a, it's a uchari, a backward pivot throw. Yes. It was huge. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, wasn't Teretsuyoshi just injured? Wasn't he holding his left arm? And then he's pulling moves like this? I know. This guy is tough as nails. Yeah. And I just was like, good Lord, in slow motion, that was the most beautiful thing I've seen. Uh, let's talk about, okay, so I could say, again, Daesha won. <laughs> and same technique. Same technique. Yeah, uh, against another really fierce guy, Tamawashi, Daesha won. Big surprise. Yeah, he remains with two losses. Yeah. Ted and Fuji, though, versus Shodai. Oh, this was a fantastic match. Yes. Exactly what you want to see in a sumo tournament. This is a big <sighs> tachiai. Shodai did a good job of staying staying put. Ted and Fuji is low at this point. Shodai attempts a slap down, but Ted and Fuji stays on his feet. Then they grapple to get the grip they want. Shodai has now the right side and he's 
staying really, really close to Tenet of Fuji. Tenet of Fuji does a great job of keeping Shodai off the left side, though, and Shodai advances Tenet of Fuji backwards, but Tenet of Fuji has the left outside grip now and attempts a throw with a little leg pick at the same time. Shodai goes hopping, but still not down. Now Shodai, with a deep inside left grip on Tedanofuji's belt, advances and Tedanofuji is hopping backwards now. Tedanofuji switches grips now and advances and somehow, somehow is standing facing outward in the ring because Shodai steps sideways and should have finished him off here. But Shodai, he can't and Tedanofuji isn't done yet. So Tedanofuji somehow runs away from Shodai Shodai catches up to him and they, again, grapple for a grip. They play handsy for a split second and Tedanofuji finally pulls down on a hand. Shodai steps forward a tad. Tedanofuji slaps him down and finishes him off. There were two moments in this match that were so incredibly beautiful that I just want to highlight. Mm-hmm. One of them... There were a couple moments where Shodai was at Terunofuji's side. Right. Like his body was at Terunofuji's side. Right. And from that position, he should have been able to push Terunofuji out. Even with Terunofuji's knees. And that's what surprised me because Terunofuji did a couple things. He put his back foot against the Tawada to sort of keep himself from stepping further back. And when Shodai went in for the push... Terunofuji pulled him closer and pulled him up right. to get Shodai off balance. And he did that twice. And right. I thought, oh, my God, that's brilliant. You're using someone's momentum coming towards you and just redirecting it up so they can't move you out. And the other moment was when Terunofuji did that 360 yeah. and he spun so quickly in the ring. It was almost like Shodai didn't know what to do. Right. Like his knees weren't bent far enough to be able to take advantage of that 360. He but didn't you could, expect that pirouette at the edge. You could see Terunofuji's <laughs> brain. It's I've seen it with Hakaho too. Like you can see them consider which way do I turn here? Right. And so he had that split moment and he turned away and it was that away 360 that, that showed I was like, whoa, what the heck just happened? Followed by a light jog to the other oh, side of the ring, which made me giggle. It was so cool. <laughs> it was so beautiful. And Terunofuji's understanding of mechanics and just his ring sense is so incredible mm-hmm. and that has been honed through years of doing sumo and probably starting over and having to relearn sumo he just has so much more experience to draw from right Terunofuji so then had a 10-4 record Shodai went back down to second place so Daisho with two losses is in first place at the end of day 14 Shodai is in second place with three losses what all that means basically is that if Daisho wins on day 15, he's got the Yusho. That's right. If he loses, there could be a playoff if Shodai wins. That's right. That was the mathematics of the very last day. Day 15, Midori Fuji met Tobizaru and used what Kimorite? Katasukashi. You mean the Katasukashi? <laughs> anyway, he's very happy. And um, he won a technique prize. He did. For using that. Good um, for him. He was aiming for 10 wins. He walked away with nine, but he was very excited. Better and, than and I could do. Very well done. He looked very happy in the interviews. Akiseyama did not win on day 14. Kageyaki did instead. But I still... Just have to give the guy a nod here because he attempted a fisherman's throw. Basically, imagine yourself standing right at the edge of a ring and hurling yourself off of a ledge backwards, holding someone else, right? 
and and then you go down head first. I was trying to imagine myself doing that at any age. And I was like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. Maybe I would have done it at age 12. But as soon as I went through puberty, I would have been like, no. No, no, that's a dumb I'll thing to do. I'll end up in a body cast if yeah. I try this. But he did it at age 35. Like, it was absolutely nothing. And then got back up because they couldn't decide who won. And they asked for a rematch. And so... We got a two for one. Yeah, we got a two for one. But Akisiyama got a little tired on the yeah. second match. And, and he has said, I am exhausted yeah. and want this thing to be over. Yeah. <laughs> so Kageyaki <laughs> won on the rematch there. But everyone just still delighted with Akisiyama. We got to see some wonderful interviews on day 15 of the lower division wrestlers who won. Oh, and yes. I have to admit, I love watching them because they I do seem too. so young and so innocent and so covered with acne and just like cute little boys. Are you talking about the Jonokuchi, the Atamafuji guy? He's I 18 years old. Yep. He's the cutest, sweetest kid you've ever seen in sumo. And he's so eager. Tsurugisho, by the way, he's 29 years old and he won Jurio. Oh. And from the same stable as Daisho. Okay, Kota Shoho versus Sada Naomi. I you just... mean Koto no show up show? <laughs> I just made that up. I have to. Okay, let me. How to explain this one? Imagine, imagine, if you will, that you run with all your might, just like Sada Naomi did, and you flatten your belly against someone who's standing on the edge of a doyo ring and as your belly goes into them you it launches both of you off the edge head first that's just what sadanomi did mm -hmm. except it didn't work as planned no because one of his feet accidentally touched down as they were both plummeting off the doyo as they both fell again it was one of those moments where i was like oh clearly sadanomi won that's so easy but there was a Manawi, and the judges were called, and Satanumi accidentally touched one of his feet down yeah. as both these boys were going out of the ring. So Kota Shoho got his second win, I but know. again, it was one of those moments where it was just a mistake from the other person that gave him the win. I think they called this a non-technique win. Oh. So it's like, you won, but you really didn't win is what they call it. <laughs> it's uh, is Isamiachi, if I'm saying that correctly, a forward step out from Satanumi. So it was Satanumi. Satanumi's mistake that gave him the win. Kota Shoho, the poor guy. Ugh, again, I want to hold him and tell him Ugh. it's all going to be okay. Ugh. It is going to be okay because he's going to come back and... He'll be lower two, ranked less next time and he'll but be... He'll do so much better. Yeah, he'll start out with fighting guys that are lower ranked instead of at Maigashira 3. So. And he'll have so much experience to draw from. Yes. And I think every single wrestler that we've seen has one of these boss shows where they just... Stink up the joint. Yeah. And <laughs> this was his lucky Basho where he just was terrible. Yeah. He'll learn from it. He'll rise from the ashes. Okinomi versus Daesho. It all came down to this fight. And Daesho was all business, all attack. Typical. He was relentless. Yeah. It was that crazy Notawa attack. It was over fast and he won the U show right then and there but not only the U show he also won the outstanding performance prize and the technique prize so the guy went home with three awards yeah it was a good day at work uh, and a whole hell of a lot of trophies and beef and, and macaroons yeah all sorts of things <laughs> so it was a great day for a die a show all around there were a couple more fights though that are 
well, a lot more fights that are worth mentioning. But let me just say Tara Nafuji finished on a high note against Mace to take his record to 11-4. and four. He used a beltless arm throw, and he also got a technique prize. Yes. This you show. And which, also, yeah? next time for his Ozeki run, he got so many wins from last time and this time. He only needs like nine. nine. I know. So, I mean... Let's let's hope it happens, but that's something Absolutely. completely this guy can do. Yes, I, I, we yeah, want I think it he'll for do him. it as long as he does not get injured. He's he's gonna do it. So uh, that means three men walked away this U show with technique prizes: Tara no Fuji, Daie Show, and Midori Fuji, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Last fight of the day: Asanoyama versus Shodai. This was fast. And Asanayama won. That's he basically all I Basically bulldozed Shodai. But they both have an 11-4 record. Yes. And that's good for Ozeki. They're yes. expected to have 10 or more wins. They showed up. They did that. So my goodness, what a fabulous, fabulous you show. <sighs> Amazing. Were you happy with the Daya show win? I was so excited for this guy. He's the first wrestler from Saitama to win a you show. Like I said, he gets some... He gets a macaroon. Uh, dreams are coming true. He's the son of a single mom. And that isn't easy. And, you know, by the way, he wins a U show. But did you know that he has been he went back to get his graduate degree from Nihon University this April? He's been studying his family business at the same time. He's just a good guy. And he's humble. But he said afterward, he was able to get a little emotional kind of afterwards when it really sunk in that he won. Mm. And this is so huge in his world. Also, his stable, like I said, Tsurugisho from Jirio, he won as well. So that's two, Jirio and Makuchi, that won from the same stable. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Daesho, we had an episode, what was it, episode 28. 28, where we did a little breakdown of who he is, where he comes from. Congratulations to Daesho. I'm sure that the first thing he's doing today is listening to our podcast. But, yeah, I'm positive. I'm positive. Um, but congrats to him. Well done. Beautiful, consistent sumo. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yes. Uh, I left this Basho as always, with questions like, why why does this happen? And why does that happen? Why are there three technique prizes this time? And why does the Yusha winner also get a technique prize? I always have questions about how they give out these prizes. It's really strange to me, but I always have questions at every Basho. And that is why we do a weekly podcast. I do want to say we did receive one question this week because, oh. you know, I'm not the only one out there who has questions. Um, Lofty McLofty <laughs> asked us uh, about Ichinojo. He said, hey, I heard the commentator say that Ichinojo got his fifth consecutive Kachikoshi this time, yet he's only a Maegashir 12. Like, mm. I don't get that. Shouldn't he be higher? And yes, that is right. But he was in Jurio. If you look at his last five Bashos, March of 20, he was Jurio 8 West. And so he's been slowly climbing up from there with his Kachikoshis each time from Jurio 8, Jurio 5, Maegashira 17 to Maegashira 13 and Maegashira 12 this time. So he's coming back up. That's because of his injuries. He's had back injuries right. and things like that. So he fell into Jurio for quite a while and he's on the rise back up. So that's right. It's great. And I know if one person out there has that question, there's probably others, which is why I wanted to share it. So thank you guys. I think that's our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. That's right. Thanks for listening and uh, communicating with us and following us and sharing our podcast. We're looking forward to next Basho, but until then, you'll probably hear from us each week. We'll have more stuff to talk about in the sumo world. That's right. Until then, I am Leslie. I'm Laurie. Sayonara. See y'all later. <laughs>